Hardy Haman Octel gets the call up to the big team. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Capitals jerseys the red home jerseys in particular, and how they are ranked as one of the worst in the NHL. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how there's already trade rumors swirling after the slow start. One of the things that Brian McClellan has said is he wanted to jumpstart and make an improvement on the top six. Would Connor Garland be a viable option? But just to get it going here, we will talk about how Hardy Haman Octel gets the big call-up to the big team, the Capitals, and ultimately how I think he is deserving. I mean, let's face it, he killed it in the preseason. I was very surprised that he was cut, to be honest with you, but as it turns out, he did start the season down in Hershey, but just based on injury and the Capitals trying to jumpstart something, they got the call-up. Charlie Lindgren got put on the IR, so it sounds like he's going to potentially be missing more time than we initially had thought. Clay Stevenson stays up on the big team. Uh, So it is an interesting move, and I think it's a good move. He is a big, rugged defenseman, a two-way feature to his game. So a real pleasant surprise. I am looking forward to seeing what he has in the tank in the next game versus the Habs. It should be exciting. Again, all he did was help contribute all preseason, whether it was in camp or in the preseason games. Just a really great addition. As we know, he was drafted by the Preds in 2016 is where he got his start. The Capitals are trying to get things going. He was a standout at camp, and I believed he would find a spot on the team. Ultimately, Lucas Johansson and Alex Alexiev edged out Hardy Haman Octel. He's a big blue liner at six foot three, 216 pounds. He's a shutdown defenseman that can use his size to his advantage, not just defensively, but also offensively. I was surprised he got cut. It seems that there's an abundance of options on the blue line, so don't be surprised if they view one of them as a trade option. Spoiler, I am going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, the next segment, as a matter of fact. And it is an abundance of wealth that this team has. You know, you take a look at Vinny Iorio. You take a look at Hardy Haman Octel, Lucas Johansson, Alex Alexiev. Where are they all going to fit? The answer to that question is they won't all fit. Now, that's just a theory that I have that potentially one of those players could be expendable. Uh, You could say the same thing about the net mining department as well, that there is an abundance of wealth and this team wants to get better 
right now before things get out of hand. Listen, I know we're just in the beginning of the season, but just falling back on that excuse is what's going to lead itself to this Capitals underperforming yet one other year. It's best to nip this in the bud, to use an old phrase, before things get out of hand. And I know it's just been a few games, but if they say they fall to the Habs this weekend, are you going to be concerned then at what point as Capitals fans, do you get concerned? Uh, in yesterday's episode, I spoke about Alex Ovechkin and how he's off to a slow start. Two games with zero shots on goal. Luckily for Alex Ovechkin, the Capitals and their fans, historically, he sometimes does get off to slow starts. He then turns things around and has really great season, sometimes record-breaking season. So I'm not concerned about Ovi. I'm ultimately concerned about this team's lackluster effort. This is a veteran laden team also the integration of some really great youth on this team on paper if you sketched it out and showed it to me and said dan does this look like it's going to be successful i would look at it and go yep that le- that looks pretty good and you know what we saw in camp and preseason i thought it was going to be really good so the addition of hardy Haman octel just seems like a no-brainer to me he played so well in the preseason again a two-way defense a big guy that can't get pushed off the puck that easy. Win, 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 win. I think that, you know, despite the fact that Charlie Lindgren is injured, I think that he should be on the team. I honestly, I would pick him over Lucas Johansson. I would pick him at right now over Alex Alexiev. I would. And uh, if I had to pick one, if it was going to be, you know, Hardy Hamanoctel or Lucas Johansson or Alex Alexiev, I would choose him over either Lucas Johansson or Alex Alexiev. I think that he has the potential of being that great. Now, don't get me wrong. Alex Alexiev, good. Lucas Johansson, good. But I think that Hardy Hamanoctel has a bit more in his tool set, just based on size and his two-way game that for me, and that's just my response as I record this right now. Obviously, I want to see a bigger sample size with him playing in a real game situation. We saw how great he played in the preseason, but let's be honest, you're playing the preseason against other unproven commodities on other teams. How will he fare against some of the best on the Montreal Canadiens? That is the next team on the docket here. So it's going to be interesting. I, for now, right now, if you're asking me knee-jerk reaction, I love it. I was surprised that he got cut from the team in the first place, uh, sent down to Hershey, not cut from the organization, but sent down to Hershey. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. And again, we don't have to wait too long as it will be this weekend that the Caps take on the Habs. And I think he's going to be up for it. Um, one of the things that we've seen is those players that got cut, Ivan Mirshnashenko, um, you know, I, I guess I'm a little bit surprised that he got cut, but the more I'm hearing about it is he needs to get acclimated to the North American game. Those players, some of those players, I was surprised did get cut. They have been playing very well thus far down in Hershey in a you know limited sample size as well. So especially for Hardy, I, I think that you know he just fit uh, the mold of a prototypical capital, kind of that big rugged defenseman, kind of like a Joel Edmondson, uh, that kind of size, big defenseman. I think it's good. I think that that's the way the league's going. There are certain caveats as well. If you take a look at Matthew Phillips, a smaller man out there, but there are other small NHLers that have found success. You take a look at Martin St. Louis, those kind of things. So um, I do think that it is a good balance. And you take a look at someone like Matthew Phillips is more of a skilled player, but you still need those big rugged guys out there that are going to be difficult to push off the pocket, kind of an intimidation factor, uh, that kind of thing. So I think that he will 
uh, fit very well into this Capitals roster. Uh, again, we don't have to wait too long to see what he has in the tank, as we will find out this weekend. But uh, I am excited to see ultimately what he has in the tank on the big stage with the big teams in the NHL. Uh, it should be most exciting. All right, so coming up here after the break, we are only starting the season, and already there are trade rumors out there. Who is the most recent name circulated for the Capitals? I'll talk about that next. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. There's unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes, and more. They can lead to supply chain shortages for medication or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medica medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Listen, there is a lot of uncertainty in the world, which I spoke about here. You need one certainty. That is why you need Jace Medical. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jasemedical.com. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have another great sponsor in Bird Dogs, and let me tell you, you are going to love you some Bird Dogs. Why? Because if you're a guy wearing those old cargo shorts, you should have thrown those in the garbage years ago. You are going to look so much better in Bird Dogs. Bird Dog stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice fashion. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter promo code locked on NHL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. I have a lot of great guests lined up this coming season here, so make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about trade rumors surrounding the Capitals. Yes, already we're just starting the season and already we're talking about potential trades. It should come as no surprise. As Brian McClellan, the GM, said in the offseason, he wanted to address the top six. He didn't really do that. And it wasn't for lack of trying. There just wasn't a lot of great options out there, but there, it's better late than never. The one thing that will need to get taken care of first before this even takes place is the elephant in the room. You can see his trunk waving around is Anthony Mantha. Love Anthony Mantha. Great person. Dropped weight. Seems, you know, really engaged mentally. He did what it takes to, to get his head in the right space. But 
I think that his time with the Capitals is limited. There are limited options as to what to do with Anthony Manta. Uh, everyone else can see the back of his hockey card, but if they could find a trade partner or something of that nature for Anthony Manta, the Capitals would be best served for doing that. So with the Caps struggling, there's already rumors swirling and NHL insider Chris Johnston is talking about Connor Garland during a segment of his SDPN show on Tuesday. Um, and uh, again, he would be the prototypical capital. He is a guy that has, he's considered to be a pest. He has a physical game. So he kind of fits the mold of, you know, maybe, you know, just based on those attributes, kind of like a Garnet Hathaway. I think this team is missing Garnet Hathaway this year. Uh, Connor has recently changed agents. They're saying that is at least in part what this has to do with. And the Caps are looking for a top six forward. Is he the answer? That is the question. He is known as a pest that has a physical flair to his game. So he could potentially fit in the Capitals' top six. Again, something must be done to jumpstart this season before we already come to the conclusion that, you know, we did our best and we're in the middle of a, you know, retool, all that kind of thing. We'll be really good in about three years, but for right now, we're just going to be mediocre it's not the case. What is one of the things, and if you're an everyday of the show, you know, I spoke of is the Capitals broke a record for sellout games at home. Those are not the records that you want to have. And why, in my opinion, did that break is because the Capitals fans are kind of, you know, apprehensive. They're kind of wait and see what is this Capitals team going to look like this year before I sink my hard earned money into tickets that are getting more and more expensive all the time. I want to know what kind of product I'm going to see on the ice. And it doesn't help that their star, their captain, Alex Ovechkin, is off to a slow start. A slow start. I'm not going to say that he's going to have a slow season, but he was held to zero shots on goal the last two games. And I think that to fans, that's worrisome. And I think that there's also a little bit of frustration that there was nothing done for the most part in the offseason, even though I understand there were salary cap restrictions and restraints and all that kind of thing. The fans, at the end of the day, they don't care. They want to see a winning product out on the ice. Capitals hockey, that's what they expect. DC fans, there is a long history of success on the Capitals, especially since Alex Ovechkin came to this team. You know, years ago, it didn't have quite that reputation, but Alex Ovechkin came to the, capital, the Capitals and revolutionized hockey in the district. So that is where the bar is set. And anything less than making it to the playoffs is, isn't going to cut it for your average Capitals fan. And they start to lose interest. There's already lackluster teams in, in the district. You know, the Nationals are in the midst of a retool. And the Commanders, uh, we don't know what they're going to be. And same goes for the Wizards. So they want success in one of the steady eddies in town. And who is that? The Capitals. By and large, they are successful year in and year out. And when I say successful, I am saying make it to the playoffs at a bare minimum. So it shouldn't come as any you know real surprise that they are kicking the tires, at least according to these insiders, on a player like Connor Garland that potentially could want out of there. So what do we know about him last year? 46 points, 17 goals, 29 assists, and 81 games last year. Garland is under contract through the end of the 25-26 season at a 4.95 million cap hit. It sounds like there's maybe five or six teams that at least have interest to want to engage some conversations, Johnston said. 
I count, excuse me, I count among them Nashville, Washington, Columbus. I think Carolina is willing to explore there as well. So we are in the conversation. And I do think that something needs to be done. Uh, an upgrade. Again, I don't want ever want to make a trade for trade's sake, but at least on paper, it does appear that he would be an upgrade. Connor Garland makes the move in part because he wants a Judd to try to help him find somewhere else to play, Johnston said. And where we're at right now at this moment, I think that's in a bit of a holding pattern. So it seems like the Preds, the Caps, the Blue Jackets, and the Hurricanes are who is in talks to be you know, suitors for Connor Garland. And, you know, 46 points, 17 goals, 29 assists. Uh, you know, and just an infusion of a different personality, I think, uh, helps a little bit. This is a bit of a downtrodden team. You know, it is a team that is kind of has its tail between its legs, kind of like it was, you know, swatted on the nose for going potty on the floor. And I think that, you know, they're, they are still downtrodden. The last year's stink is still in the air, you know? Uh, and I think that unless there is a change, unless there's victories, unless they can string together a bunch of wins and, you know, maybe they're working their way up the standings in the Metro, that stink is going to be hard to get out of the room. You can spray all the Febreze you want in the room, but the stink of failure is effervescent and it pervades everything. So I think that that is what the doctor ordered is winning. And, you know, part of winning is a change. Uh, because I think that despite the fact that they've come off on a slow start, this team needed help. They needed help on the top six. The GM, Brian McClellan, said as much. Uh, how is that going to manifest itself? Of course, we were all hoping for something big blockbuster in the offseason. We were hoping for Shifley or Debrinket or, you know, one of these marquee names that was out on the market, but it didn't happen because why? The Capitals couldn't find anything to do with Kuznetsov. They couldn't deal Anthony Manta, and they seem hell-bent against moving a Nicholas Backstrom, a TJ Oshie, again, sticking to the narrative that I still believe wholeheartedly that they want the most of this Rock the Red era. They are grabbing that orange and trying to squeeze the last drops out of it, and only drops are coming out into the cup, and you drink it, and it's unfulfilling. This Capitals team has been unfulfilling this year. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but it's just kind of the feeling that I'm getting already. This uh, feeling of of unease amongst uh, Capitals fans about, is this going to be another season of this? We got a new coach. We got the shiny new toy as head coach, this young guy with swagger and a really great resume. Is he going to be the right guy just based on the head coach and his assistance? It hasn't, you know, generated a winning product just in the beginning phases of this season. Could a player like Connor Garland come here, be that, you know, different voice, that snarl uh, that, that you know, isn't, you know, he's got the Vaseline under his nose. He doesn't smell the, the, the smell of defeat. All he knows is that this is a new team and a new jersey that apparently everyone hates. And uh, I'm going to do my level best. I came from a Canucks team that has been quite deplorable for a long time. And I'm looking for a change. You know, I think that, you know, uh, at least on paper, just a change, some new blood in the room would be what the doctor ordered. I think that there hasn't been a lot of change on this team this year. I mean, you've seen Connor McMichael and Beck Malenstein and Alexi and Lucas Johansson, but those are all players under the Capitals umbrella. You know, you saw Hardy Hammond Octel come here, right? Uh, so that is, and guess what? He's someone that pops off the page. Matthew Phillips, another one that pops off the page. It's interesting that this new blood is some of the blood that's kind of standing out, kind of fits to exactly what I'm talking about here. So I think that it would be best served to get a guy that has a track record 
of scoring goals. Again, he's not a 30-plus goal scorer, but he is getting a decent amount of goals. And Lord knows this team needs more goal scores, as even the captain, who sits number two in all of the NHL and goal scored, is struggling. So if that is the case, you need help. Could Connor Garland be a potential answer? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I mean, sometimes I'm pretty noncommittal. I'll say maybe. No, I'm going to say yes. Am I going to say he's the best answer? No, but he is at least an answer uh, to at least, I think, what ails the Capitals team. Again, it's a chess match and things would have to move. What are we going to do with Mantha? Blah, 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 blah. Those are arguments and discussions for another time. But I think knee-jerk reaction, you hit me on the knee, my knee goes out. Yes, Connor Garland would be a good addition to this team. And uh, hey, we're in the mix there, and that's half the battle. All right, so coming up here after the break, like I spoke about in this segment, the Caps jerseys are ranked as one of the worst in the NHL. And what do some of the other NHLers inside the league think of them? We'll talk about that coming up. Alex Ovechkin scores a hat trick. The Caps win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season, but to have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash and daily fantasy hockey contests. That's what it's all about. With stud players like Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson, all you need to do is pick one or more or less stats of these. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, the Capitals fans, 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. So... Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for more details. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the things that has been spoke of about the Capitals for the last couple of years is how their jerseys are outdated. Uh, in this segment, I'm going to talk about how what Ryan Reeves, yes, that Ryan Reeves, the junkyard dog who has one skill in his tool set, it's being the tough guy. Um, he doesn't like the Capitals jersey. Why is that? Ultimately, I think that he was on the Golden Knights when the Capitals hoisted the Stanley Cup above his head and laughed and Tom Wilson like, eat all of that. Uh, but what is one of the things that he said about the jerseys? Like, well, for starters, it's all in lowercase. They need to fix that. Um, and if I'm going to be 100% honest, years ago, I'm going to say about 10 years ago, I liked it. I thought it looked fresh. I thought it looked good but it's dated. I really think it has. And I think that to a certain extent, that is why you saw so many alternate jerseys last year in particular and how they didn't, how they wore like the W Jersey more at home last year than they have in years past is because they know that for whatever reason that I want to say it was like ranked like the second worst in the NHL last year. Uh, so it's not just a little bad people just on a broad brush here, you know, capitals fans, non caps fans, 
they don't like that jersey. The red one in particular, I guess you could put the, the white one under the same thing. It is as it's exactly the same thing, except with it's it's white instead of red. I kind of like the one behind me here. This is the one from the Winter Classic. You know, you see the Tom Wilson one that I have behind me. Those are kind of more of a throwback, but I still like that. I think I like a lot of that throwback thing. Again, if you saw the Anaheim Ducks jersey that they wore not long ago, I like that. So I got to think that it's at least being spoke of within inner circles within the Capitals organization that they don't want to be perceived as having that ugly jersey. Um, and I'm sure that there's people working on, you know, designing a new one. I just hope that the new one's better. Uh, the one jersey that I like that was available for a second and then it wasn't was that jersey that was last season kind of the kind of like um, it's kind of like the red one, except it was black colored. You guys know the one I'm talking about. I went to buy it. I'm like, I'm getting paid on Friday. I'm going to order it on Friday. And what you know, gone. And, you know, I could pay, you know, double the price on the, you know, people that want to sell it to me on eBay, but not the case. But in any event, that jersey was pretty sharp looking a little bit of the past, a little bit of the present and, you know, the future potentially. So I like that. But I think that that image of the Capitals having an ugly jersey is not a good one. An interview with TSN's bar down, he gave his thoughts. I'm going to go with the Caps, Ryan Reeves said about an ugly jersey. Not a huge fan. You know what it is? It's the Capitals in lowercase. I think they really dropped the ball on that. Figure that out, please. You know, Ryan Reeves, I'm not really exactly going to take his words to the bank because I think they would come back insufficient funds. Mitch Marner also weighed in. He says, I think all jerseys are pretty sick. Marner said, maybe just Washington because they don't have a lot of color on color wise or anything like that. I still think their jerseys are pretty clean. Uh, the Caps' other jerseys have been ranked much higher. So, again, who's ever in the decision-making process with that? Maybe just kind of hear what everyone's saying. Or, you know, again, I think that there's just this certain thing, like those were the jerseys that we won when we won the Stanley Cup. Those are the ones through the Alex Ovechkin ears. Uh, again, put all that old mumbo-jumbo in your head and throw it in the garbage can. Recycle bin. I'm all about environmental safety here. But I think that, you know, they need to to make changes to those jerseys. and. um I think ultimately, you know, again, take Mitch Marner, take a look at the Maple Leafs jersey. That thing doesn't exactly pop off the pages being, you know, you know, earth shaking or, you know, really uh, bright. Um, and there are other jerseys that I think are lackluster. I'm going to go ahead and name names here. I'm going to say the Red Wings. That ugly red jersey is disgusting to me. I think it's uh, ugly. I think you could also put the Flames jersey in there as well. Um, and there are other jerseys that are really great. I like the Kings. I like the Golden Knights. I like the jerseys. I don't like the team, so get off my back here. Um, I think the Wilds jerseys look pretty good. And then there's a, a lot of jerseys. I mean, New York. New York is kind of the Rangers in particular is a classic look, but that's, again, not something that really jumps. I think it's more about the history, uh, about uh, the New York Rangers and what it means, but, again, not an overly flashy jersey. Um, so that's my take on it anyway, is that there are ugly jerseys. The Capitals are one of them. And do I disagree that it's ugly? I don't. I, I don't know if I would rank it as low as everyone else did, but I think there is room for improvement. Yes. Um, I don't know how that's going to manifest itself, but if there's anyone involved listening to this podcast or watching it in the decision-making process, it's out there. Let's address this. It's ugly. It's not the reputation that the Capitals want to have, that it's this ugly, fugly jersey they should fix that. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily 
year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank you all that listen and watch each and every day. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, or Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. Not to mention Locked On NHL for all your NHL news available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holby, and I'll talk to you again next time.